Coffee Conversations about Influencer Marketing is brought to you by Influential, a strategic consultancy that takes the guesswork out of influencer marketing for your brand. We provide much-needed strategically crafted frameworks on how to implement influencer campaigns specific to your brand needs. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another fabulous edition of Coffee Conversations about Influencer Marketing. Uh, and as usual, I'm not riding solo. Uh, my partner in influence and Dolinshek. How are you? What up, Cindy? I'm good. How are you doing? Good to have you back. Good yeah. to have you back. How's Thank your year you. so far? It's been fast, eh? Lots happening. Yeah, I know. It already feels like we've done eight months of 2020. No, exactly, but I'm not complaining. <laughs> Me too. And ladies and gentlemen, as usual, we've got a very special guest in the studio. He is smiling. That's a great start. Uh, Bradfield, welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Uh, let me just do a quick rundown of who he is. Uh, he is serial entrepreneur and he has a strong creative flair and has demonstrated historically uh, the knack for providing innovative solutions to complex problems in insurance, startup, and the tech industry. It's a mouthful, but it's very exciting. Yeah. yeah. Th thanks, Max. That uh, makes me sound quite fancy. <laughs> <laughs> he is fancy pants. And uh, he is also... Uh, Chief Innovation Officer at South Africa's leading independent financial services provider, Fed Group. Mm -hmm. uh, that sounds taxing but exciting. I think let's start right there. What does it mean and what's a typical day at the office for you? Well, there's, there's absolutely <laughs> no such thing as a typical day. Um, and, it, and if days start to become typical, yeah. uh, that's just a sign to me that we're not innovating or we're not pushing the envelope. Um, what what my role is is to look at every aspect of our business we, at right. fed group we insert innovation right at the core um rather than just you know it's often seen as the tech role i'm not even a techie myself okay. i come from a creative uh, uh creative director marketing manager type roles okay. before yeah and we see tech as the enabler and there's always going to, because of the rate of tech um, advancement these days, mm. there's no ways one person can stay at the forefront of tech. No. Yeah. So the, the approach we take is say, right, innovation is about ideas and we apply this alternate thinking and come up with ideas and then look for whatever enablers those are. Yeah. Okay. Innovation is also not always high tech low-tech solutions are often the best solution and if it's a tech True. focus you sometimes overlook uh, your best solution <laughs> so i'll look at processes new um, products new industries partnerships uh, the way people work or work together or aren't working together any yeah. any problem or area that we can look at to improve that's okay. a not so typical typical day for me so you basically go into also the startups that you help and kind of review what they're doing and how they're doing it and kind of streamline it if you can can put it that way and also make it better yeah optimize Fantastic. You know, yeah. optimization is is definitely one of the core um parts of innovation absolutely i do love that so also part of your bias says you reimagine your approach to financial services which sounds like a quite a mouthful to say, but what exactly was traditional and what have you changed 
Well, I think the financial services industry uh, has has been the sort of bedrock of society for a very long time, yeah. and yeah. it was built on very um, long-standing traditions. Mm. And um, because it's a highly regulated industry, there's a lot of constraints and and because it's been around so long there was kind of a status quo correct what what we've looked to do uh is to challenge that status quo and we do that in a number of different ways and product is is obviously the one that uh would be very consumer facing mm. we brought out a product called impact farming a world first platform right and what changed there is that instead of there being these layers of there's an investment and then these other layers and then these you know and and by the time it gets to the consumer the consumer's got no idea what's going on yes. no idea where where their money actually ended up yeah and, and a lot of red tape absolutely and words you don't understand and small print and then by the time i'm like i don't want this i'm good yeah yeah and and if i do get it because i kind of thought somebody's told me i have to have it I get it and I don't actually know what I've got. Yeah, it's like a grudge purchase. Whereas for us, we've, we've got this um, impact farming where I buy the blueberry bush or the beehive or the solar panel and I buy that asset. And what we've done is we've used this platform that, or created this platform rather, where that asset gets put into a commercial size farm so that... Yes. You know, if I'm growing one blueberry bush in my backyard, it's very hard to get Tesco's in the UK to pay a premium price. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And also I might have five bears that's not really good quality, let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. <laughs> right? But now if I'm one blueberry bush that's part of a 20-acre uh, or hectare mm. farm, that's a smart farm that's using 90% less water, so it's environmentally friendly, which yeah. is at the core of this impact farming. Yeah. Everything on that platform has to be looking at uh, people, planet, uh, and uh, the economy. And we're uplifting local communities around the farms. And now all yeah. of a sudden, my 300 Rand has been put to good use in sustainability. And the blueberry bushes from my actual blueberry plant yeah. ends up being sold in say tesco's in the uk i absolutely love it i actually went and i looked at those impact farming and i'm definitely buying a beehive like i'm so in favor of just saving the bees when i saw that i was like that's it and it's <laughs> very simply put out it's like you literally tell me this is how many hives are available to be bought this is what it costs this is your long-term investment of so many years this is your your rate you're going to get out of here and that's it and then you can go click buy absolutely. i was like what's the yeah. catch <laughs> well i think the catch is, is that everybody sold this idea that simplicity is complex. Yes. And I but think largely it's a myth because no. complexity has largely been created to make it difficult to compare products mm. or it's made it difficult. You know, simplicity, again, at Fed Group, we, we really work hard and we look at it and we go, right, how do we make this simple? How do we yeah. take out the jargon? How do mm. we stop? layers and confusion you read it like you said as a consumer yeah. you went on there you go right i understand exactly what's going on yeah and it was short and paragraph as well it was literally took me five minutes to read it to understand it and to know what i'm buying into yeah which is great thanks for that by the way <laughs> i'm glad you like it um, 
Also, um, I know you also say you've achieved viral organic reach through some campaign. Can you elaborate on that a little bit for us? So I think in innovation goes into into marketing uh, mm -hmm. in in a variety of places that I've uh, and campaigns that I've worked on, and what's what's happened is we've used tech platforms or um, whatever available resources we've got, which is typically you know if it's in the startup environment, their competitors are are outspending them sometimes a thousand to one. Oh yeah. Yeah. So if that's what's happening, there's no ways you can just go, right, well let's let's do a normal marketing mix uh, you it's know it's impossible. And uh we've always just I I've always looked at different ways of using especially the the digital t uh big mm. tech platforms because what they've done is they've empowered anybody who bothers to put in the effort yeah. to really understand them. You know, you can really understand that platform on your specific topic and how to get your message deep into into that community or audience. And that's something that wasn't available before. You used to have to mm -hmm. go to um, big research agencies and... Correct. But now, so... So now we use these platforms to our advantage in the startup space, especially um, the influencers is a, is now a new phenomenon of sorts, yeah. um, drastically underused, especially in South Africa. I think globally, yeah. we're only starting to see, you know, we saw some superstars in that space, but they were kind of superstars already or they were celebrities no, exactly. already. Yeah. That just and kind of transported their, their celeb status onto Twitter, Facebook. And, and, then, Instagram. and then people go, oh, okay, cool. But that's sort of just like endorsements. Yes. Um, whereas now we're seeing the rise of um, TikTok influencers that, you know, I, I go and speak to audiences all over the place and they, half the people don't even know what TikTok is yet. <laughs> and and these, these could what? be, even in the marketing community. They should know what it is, even if you're not on it. I, I've, I've been to, to audiences of marketing professionals where not a single person in the audience had TikTok. Sheesh. Fastest growing uh, platform, platform in the world, right? A social now. media platform in the world. And, you know, now getting onto TikTok now is like getting onto Instagram 10 years ago. Yes. And and LinkedIn is, is having a revival. So oh, it's amazing. It, absolutely. I mean, if there's two platforms to be concentrating on right now, um, TikTok and, and Look, Instagram. It depends yeah. on what you want to do, but you need to be aware of all of them at least and what they can bring to so I, you. Know. I think, you know, even so, if your business doesn't in your mind belong on TikTok, you need to be consuming an extraordinary amount of uh, content on that platform so that you start to understand it. And as that, you know, the, the aversion to TikTok at the moment is that oh, well, it's just young people singing songs and it's all a bit goofy. And safety <laughs> at the stage. Sure. And that's exactly what yeah. Instagram was 12 years of ago, course. 10 yeah. years ago, yes. right? And it's the same evolved. cycle that's yeah. happening. Yeah. Mm. Nothing's different. Yeah. It's just the guys that are getting in now get all the organic reach up until the platform no longer needs to give it away. Yeah. And then, it's and then, they start, and then it gets... Monetized. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, but you're right. Yeah, so your your approach um, sounds a lot like uh, growth hacking. 
And I'm sure it makes sense seeing as the Fed Group is known for championing sustainability. Would you consider yourself a growth hacker? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think growth hacking is uh, is almost another word for for innovation in a specific Most, yeah. area. True. You know, uh, growth hacking is based in innovation. Yeah, and, and what do you think growth hackers do differently to your, I'd say, run-of-the-mill marketers? Uh, they think differently. Yeah, at all times. Yeah, and, yeah. and they think differently and they act on those different thoughts. You know, in, in the same way as you yeah. look at, the, there's, there's people with ideas yeah. and then there's entrepreneurs. The only yeah. difference mm. between them is... Someone did something. Somebody, yeah, exactly, exactly yeah. right? Yeah. Everybody's had a, had a million dollar idea. <laughs> yeah. Only a few of them have ever acted on it. And then three it. months later, you're like, but I thought about that. Like, and this that's, person stole my idea. And you're like, no, 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 no. Exactly. Idea, everyone can have and that's an idea. Growth, growth hackers, it's the same thing. You know, every marketer will say, oh, yeah, you know, I thought about influencers 10 years ago. But yeah, well, you weren't using them. No, exactly. Yeah. And you're not using them now. Fair even point. when it's, you know, so, so that's the difference. It's, and, and growth hackers will test something. There's a yeah. lot of rapid prototype, rapid feedback loops. So we put something out, we test it in yeah. the market, get feedback, and if we have to, dump it. Next thing goes out. Okay. Or obviously change it or tweak it until you, you get what you need. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I do love that. Uh, and, and earlier on, you spoke briefly about influencer marketing. What are your views around it becoming um, a to-go-to marketing channel? And do you think it could be used to, to enhance that um, your growth hacking tactics? There's, there's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. I think it's the most overlooked opportunity right now. I think that we're going to look back and go, why weren't we giving 50% of our budget to influencer marketing? Yeah, I'm like, you're preaching <laughs> to the converted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and why weren't we giving control of a certain portion of that budget, not just to influencers for production, but yeah. for actual spend of budget? So pay the influencer to yeah. uh, produce and to get access to their audience and then give them budget to spend in order to get that message out because they are so intrinsically linked to their audience. They are mm. so in tune yeah. that if you see any value in their audience and you're not leveraging that, then I don't understand what your argument could be because those are the people you want to speak to. Yeah, That's exactly. the person that they're listening to. Yeah. That. A, a true influencer will not carry your brand message if they don't believe in it. No. So if you approach that brand, uh, that influencer as a brand, and they go, I don't want to work with you, then you, you've got a choice. You either go, educate me, because yeah. I know that your audience is my audience. What are we doing wrong? That exactly. takes a lot yeah. of humility from a brand, Yeah. but that's got to start happening. Those conversations have to start happening. So that's interesting that you say that. I read an article this week it's actually in our newsletter tomorrow. I can't remember the, the brand now overseas, but they're a cleaning company. They do cleaning products like your handy andies and things. And they are busy putting together an influence advisory board um, that actually is going to have like thousands of influencers on it so they can actually get feedback on them, on their content, on how they speak to audience and messaging. And I'm like, why isn't everyone doing this? Yeah. They know their audiences. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And I've, I will guarantee you that campaign will become a case study 
in the very near future. Absolutely. And, and then everybody's going to go, oh, yeah, I also had that idea. <laughs> <laughs> and like a growth hacker, they didn't do it. Exactly. There you go. So, yeah, I just thought um, that was brilliant, especially if you've got access to these people who know your audience probably better than you do. Ask them Not for probably. advice. They know, they, they, do. they know them better than you. They do. Yeah. So do you get them on a board and be like, please help us with content, which channels, which messaging? I think they're doing it specifically on YouTube. They are trying to tap into the millennial market and they, they're asking influencers, please help us, give yeah. us advice, co-create with us. Sure. It's amazing. And, and big brands or every brand that's got a board uh, of and, and an executive board, they need to start thinking, who's going to start to take on that role? Is there going to be a... Uh, a new type of executive that's mm -hmm. handling not just social media, but uh, social media influences their own production. Like you yeah. guys have this podcast. There's going to be everybody. Every brand will have a podcast one day. You guys are just ahead of everybody else. Yes. Thank you. Right? <laughs> but but it's true. There, yeah. there will there'll be an editor of chief, editor in chief of X Bank. Mm. Yeah. No doubt in my mind. Content. And and. The sooner people start to look at it with that level of executive focus and executive decision making, yeah. they will fly. But do you not think it is because over the last couple of years, when you speak to certain people, they think influencers is a fad and they don't like them. And I'm like, then call them something else. You don't like the word. But the fact of the matter is they're here to stay and they work. It's a marketing channel. I, I think the, I, I agree with you 100%, although don't call them anything different. Just start to get your head around that in this Perhaps. day and age with digital platforms has given power to those that are willing to put in the mm. hard work. Being an influencer is not an easy job. No. It's yeah. not just sitting in a coffee shop flipping on your phone. No. That's, that's an absolute fad. And if, if your exec or your marketing manager thinks that, go tell them to shadow an influencer. Mm, exactly. Not a bad pay, idea. Pay an influencer to let your marketing or your exec Go and spend the day with them. Yeah. They will have their minds blown with Actually. just how hard these people work, right? Yeah. And because they can get there quickly, they can start at 16. He, uh, the influencer wannabe can work from after school at 2 o'clock until 2 in the morning every day for six years. Yeah. And then at age 22 has put in... A lot of hours, yeah. more than any college student put into their, yeah. their degree, right? And then they, they've got that experience. They've got that audience. They're so in tune. They absolutely deserve the respect from the brand when they say, yes, I am an influencer. 100%. And I take that very seriously. And if I do something wrong, look at Logan Paul. Oy he, you know, one, PewDiePie. Vi one video. And they lost it. Done. So these guys are strategists. They, mm. are, they are the producer, the art director, the creative director, yeah. uh, everything. No, they do everything. And their own risk managers. Yes, they're exactly, the OPRs yeah. as well. So oh. they, they are influencers. They deserve the, the title. Mm. And they deserve respect from, from brands. And when brands come to them like that, they will absolutely both win. Absolutely. No attitude from either side. Let's work together. Best work as well. Absolutely. Comes out of it. No doubt. I do like the idea of if people tell us that influencers is a fad to tell them to go shadow someone. I love that. 
Um, and then on that, obviously, influencers is a big party play in word of mouth these days. It's like back in the day, we know word of mouth will always be the best form of advertising. And social media obviously has gave that big platform to it. So do you think that they play a huge role in that? They do. Um, there's, there's no question about it. Uh, word of mouth has evolved. Yes. Uh, word of mouth is not just hearsay or just one person. So the, the idea of an influencer is that this word of mouth happened with somebody that I've got trust you know, the, the audience places trust in the influencer. Yes. Yeah. They see them as a peer. So this sort of word of mouth, peer-to-peer, -peer, because that no. trust has been earned over, over time. Yeah. And, you know, the, the influences that we see and that we know are the influences that have done it right. And for everyone that's mm -hmm. done it right, I promise you there's 10,000 or 100,000 that d got it wrong. So yeah. they've, they've put out and they've worked with only the brands that they believe in, only the philosophies of brands that mm. they prepare to, to expose their audience to. And when they do that once and, and the, the audience responds, they go, well, yes, the yeah. information you gave me was true. I liked your review. I believe, or, or if I questioned your review, the response you gave me was adequate and I, I still maintain trust yeah. with you. 100%. And you are that peer that you can talk to. It's yeah. not like you're hitting a wall. Yeah, and then yeah. that builds. And that's, that's kind of what builds. It builds from being just a trusted person to being the influencer is the person who has peer-to-peer, word-of-mouth level of influence yeah. Yeah. to a mass audience. And I think it's very important what you also mentioned is that they align themselves with brands that align with their own brand and values. And that's also where that trust gets built in. People know they're not just going to partner with anyone and everyone. Yes. And, oh. and that's where, you know, I, I spoke about the one that we see, there's 10,000 that mm. we didn't. And that's almost always where the influencer gets it wrong. They start to get some traction and now they go, I've been sweating for yeah. three, four, five, six years, yeah. and now somebody, now a brand's going. Oh, I'll I'll give you a little bit of money, mm. and you go, well, yes. I'm I'm just. They see the money, yeah. they take the money. Brand misalignment. They get uh, often get exploited by the brand, paid nothing, told to say a whole lot of things that they wouldn't really believe in, or yeah. Yeah. you know, and and then it's a bad campaign for the brand because it was entered in from the wrong side. Mm. And it's bad for the influencer because they start to lose the trust of their, their audience yeah. Yeah. and their audience shifts. Yeah. No, exactly. It's, I, it's I, I know you situation. spoke about this, but I, I need you to really reiterate this point. How important is it for brands to empower influencers and co-create in order to, to hyper-grow, so to speak? Well, I think as soon as brands start to, to see influencers as their partners yeah and they start to really work with them you know they almost see them just as a distribution as a as like end of the line like there you go yeah yeah sort of you know uh right we'll we'll write the whole campaign we're going to do the strategy we're going to yeah. do and we'll give you the artwork and you can maybe you know take a photo like this in this pose <laughs> doing that <laughs> with a million other you know and yeah. and say this don't say that don't don't work with a single one of our competitors for the next 
24 months, and, you know? And yeah. you go, well, what, what, what do you want them for? You, you might as well just have a foghorn driving through the streets because that, that's how effective it becomes. I love but that. But if you go and you say, right, let's, let's be careful and let's select our influencers well. Let's use the, the uh -huh. new platforms coming out that allow us to evaluate. You know, they, they're all data-driven. We, mm -hmm. we, can, we can take a hashtag, we can plug it into a whole lot of tools and we can get reports and we know who these people are talking to yeah. and we can go, right, in terms of our broadline strategy, this fits. Now we go, right, let's select these people and let's get them all in a room because what's better than one influencer is having multiple influencers working together yeah. Amazing. And collaborating together. They love to collaborate because mm -hmm. that's what influencers get. They get that collaboration is exponential for everybody. Yeah. So when they start doing that and you bring them in, but bring them in when you've got an idea of a campaign and then develop that part with of them. it with Through them. This, yeah. Do the strategy with them. Don't mm -hmm. think of them just as people on Instagram and, and TikTok and Facebook. These These guys... Manage to get to your audience on a level that you, the brand, has oh, still man. and will never yeah. be able to achieve. Yeah. Then, then get them in at the – why you wouldn't want them at the strategy level when you're building a campaign? Mm. Yeah. Blows my mind. Most of you know that Influential is our podcast sponsor. But did you know that my co-host Anne heads up the agency – and that is the first ever boutique agency in South Africa that specializes in developing strategy for influencer marketing. Anne and the team are experts in the field and they've spent years warning their skills and knowledge about influencer marketing and at some of the country's biggest PR and media agencies. The moment that you think you might want an influencer campaign, make sure to call or email them first because without strategy, you might not have the outcomes that you would like and are looking for. In addition to talking all things influence on this podcast, and also puts together the fantastic influential newsletter that comes out every month. And this is another way for you to keep up to date with the industry. The link to latest newsletter is in the show notes. Check it out. And if you like, please subscribe. And contact details are also on there. Let's keep the conversation flowing. Unfortunately, we're not there yet in South Africa, Bruce. We're trying I don't to think get we, there. I don't think we're really there anywhere. We're not ready. You don't think I, so? No. I think that some brands are starting to experiment with it. Mm. They're starting to see the value. There's, there's absolutely value. If you just look at what's happening on the back end of Facebook's new platform with yeah. influencers, it's absolutely going to become uh, structured and built into the platforms. No doubt about it. And it's no. going to. But I don't know of any brand that is actively bringing in a and paying so it's not just like oh you yeah, might get a chance course. to because this is uh -uh. what happens like oh come in and do all the strategy with it or, or give us your yes. ideas and <laughs> you might be part of the campaign yeah pay them like you'd pay a strategist a consultant. it doesn't yeah. matter if yeah. they're 19 years old yeah. if That's your true. audience wants to be told or influenced by a 19 year old have the 19 year old in the room with your executive at strategy I agree. Yeah. It would be lovely. Mm. I would love to sit in a room with, with influencers while I do my strats. And, and just pay bounce them. ideas. Yeah. Pay, pay them. them. Consult yeah. They're consultants that's, that's, in the end of the important. day, right? <laughs> you bring them in as consultants. You, yeah. A consultant doesn't have to be a 67-year-old <laughs> guy in a suit and tie. <laughs> yeah. It can be a 19-year-old girl 
who wears uh, stockings and pom pom hats and exactly. yeah. you know get oh. in get used to being uncomfortable. You know this this is why so little innovation true innovation happens. Mm. You know yeah. we dress a lot of things up as innovation. But tell me how many companies you know would be interested in saying pay a proper consulting fee to somebody that you might not actually end up running the campaign with. Mm -hmm. And that person wears uh, flip-flops and bright orange dresses hey, and, and, and purple hair and yeah, yeah and, and yeah. has a mohawk I know yeah. zero to be very honest off the and top a of tattoo my head. on their face and yeah. that's going to go into a corporate South African boardroom or yeah. even a global uh, corporate boardroom yeah. Isn't and it that's weird the problem that we still have these hang-ups in the world it's very strange it's to insane. take people in suits seriously and the rest of us not <laughs> guys, that's very interesting um, on your social media you are very passionate about putting a brand's reputation first over price. And I think it's evident in everything we've spoken about today. Reputation ultimately comes first, right? Why are you so passionate about that? So your reputation is your brand, right? And yeah. what's what's gonna happen if we if we look at uh, where tech's going. So so let me deal first with price, then I'll go. Yeah. The yeah. Price if you if you compete on price, and this is this is the conversation I have a lot in in the startup space, is if you compete on price, the bigger guy wins because he's got a bigger balance sheet, he's yeah. got more money, sure. and he'll undercut you down to below cost price mm -hmm. until you can no you longer survive. Just, yeah. You close down, he buys your stock, and he puts the price back up. Fair so, enough. So yep. just competing on price, always lo everybody loses. It's you know, sure. and, and in financial services. Sometimes, you know, we, we've got products where we look after the, the death benefits on, on behalf of minor beneficiaries, right? Okay. And it's very easy to enter in a, in a price war there with mm. the other providers. And we say, no, forget it. We mm -hmm. will not do that because there's a certain point at which the only way you can take the price down is at the expense of the little kid yeah. Who's a real person? Yeah. Who's who, mourning for his family? Who's having the worst time in his entire life, right? Mm. And you've been entrusted to look after the little bit of money that's left yeah. to make yeah. sure that they go to school. So instead of saying, "How much is school? Schools, whatever, ten thousand mm. rand." Right? There's ten thousand rand into the bank account, and an uncle or an aunt or a friend takes that money and goes and gambles it. But mm. We paid the money. You know, yeah. we did what we yeah. had to we do. We did our deal. Yeah. We were good. Yeah. You say, forget it. That's not good enough because there's a real boy who's sitting and in the worst time of his life yeah. going, I need to go to school or yeah. doesn't even know he needs to go to school. Mm. So we go to the school and say, right, there's the money for him. Amazing. We bypass any potential for it to be uh, exploited stole yeah. or stolen or uh, misappropriated. And then we check that the kid's going to school. All right, he's not going to school. Now we start to investigate. Like, why aren't you going to school? He's not going to school mm -hmm. because he might not have a bicycle. Well, then let's buy him a bicycle. Wonderful. Right? So that's the problem with price. If we mm -hmm. just look at price, yeah. we can't necessarily... Uh, we can make ourselves look good in a boardroom no, with a bunch of trustees where we're standing up there and we're going, mm -hmm. uh, look, look at the pricing model. Yeah. Yeah. But if... But if that boy was standing in the room saying, 
I'm I, not getting I, the education. Hang on, like that's not helping me. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're not looking after my best. So that's the difference. If you can remove people from the transaction mm. yeah. or from the room and you're just looking at numbers, price works. Yeah. yeah. But we, f- we refuse to stop there. We, we go and we really think about people as people. Yeah. And we put it before profit. So yes, we could grow our book faster. Yeah. Not prepared to. We will we will work to educate the industry until it understands that the He's fair price gets you the best result. Yeah. So that's price. Love that. Repu- reputation is brand. So your reputation is your brand. If we look at how consumer uh, buying habits is going to change in the future, mm. if we look at the Alexa and the sort of uh, IoT devices that are going to go into our yeah. homes, we're not going to say, um, Alexa, please give me the page one, two, and three of the Google search of plumbers no, exactly. in Sandown. Yeah. We're going to say, Alexa, call uh, Brian's plumbers and get them to sort out the leak. Mm. So... What's shifting is we've, we've had this time where we go, as long as we can land on the certain part of, of Google or we can mm. pay for Google ads or yeah. those sorts We're of things, sorted. we can get a portion of the market. It's going to come down to what's top of mind. Mm. People that, you know, the only time that somebody's going to think about the second plumber in the list is, is when the first one comes back and Alexis says mm-hmm. the first appointment is in in no, two exactly. weeks time yeah. and you go well I've got to leave them now yeah. right I need them now yeah. and right. And then the other way is through IOT where the IOT device I mean we, we heavily invested into IOT okay. we're creating smart uh, devices we've got uh, smart metering and all of these sorts of oh, devices awesome. already being deployed and there it will talk directly to the person so you get a leak oh. in your house it's going to say call X plumber. So there again, your reputation is going to come into it Mm. because the businesses and the IoT devices, they'll be very localized. So they're going to get a plumber from the area and it's going to have to be on reputation because if that plumber is not reliable, it means that my IoT device has to keep looking, keep looking, or we have to now get human interaction in there and trying to solve a problem. Which is what we're trying to avoid. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, so what do you think is influence marketing role in reputation? Is there a role for it? Sure. I think as as it matures as an as an industry, mm. uh, we're seeing we're seeing a lot of maturity in the last three years we of have. this industry. Yeah. Massive. Yeah. And it's exponential and it, we haven't even started. And we're gonna get influencers that will allow you onto their podcast. And that adds to your reputation. Mm. We're going to have influencers who are going, I will only deal with X brand. Mm-hmm. And that brand gets reputation. So the reputation of the influencer is mm. going to become more and more respected. And their willingness to work with a brand will add to your reputation. I do love that because then it goes both ways as well. Yeah. If we if we look at it in, in, in something that maybe people would be more familiar with, a sports star will only work with certain sports brands because they believe in the equipment. Yes. Tiger Woods is not going to use, uh, I don't play golf, whatever, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Callaway yeah. clubs if 
they don't work well enough for him. Mm. Yeah. Right? So the reason people buy the clubs that uh, Tiger Woods uses is because of his reputation, yeah. not the clubs. Not 100%. Yeah, and the same thing is going to happen with influencer marketing on smaller and bigger brands. Yeah. I do love that. Uh, and in your opinion, do you think that uh, influencer marketing should be in, incorporated, in other words, used to complement other uh, marketing activities? And and do you see us getting to a point where it fully replaces or replaces at least one of the marketing channels that already exist? No doubt in my mind. <laughs> Absolutely no doubt in my mind. <laughs> that I, I, I think it's, I think it's our, our next massive media shift and revolution right. and i think it will uh if we look at the pressure on radio mm. radio is moving to podcast podcast will be run by influencers yeah so they're already i can see it overtaking radio yeah tv mm. yeah print you know look at where we get our news from where, where, do, you, where do you guys consume your news social media twitter right yeah twitter and social media yeah. so, everywhere else so, yeah you going direct to the journalist mm. because yeah. you trust that journalist's 100%. opinion, exactly. right? So in the same way that, that it's already happening. Yeah. So as that shifts, we're seeing radio stations, we're seeing uh, closing down, we're seeing uh, newspapers closing down mm. left, right, yeah. and center. Influencer marketing, if you're ignoring it and you don't think it, if you think it's a fad, you, you're in very, very dangerous mm. mindset. Yeah. But do you not think um, if they all work together, so you can kind of s save the industry, sort of? So you have your print ads, your out of home, your radio, obviously, if you've got budget, and then use influencers to kind of support that, to enhance it. Or would you just go so, influencer? No, no, no. You, absolute marketing mix. But what's, what's happening is that the media channels and the media, it's not even the media channels, it's the attention. Mm. If we look... You, media is about attention, yes. right? So where is the where is the attention being focused? So mm. where are audiences consuming their news? Social yeah. media, Twitter. So yeah. it's moved away, right? It doesn't mean that there's nobody listening in their cars. Mm. It doesn't mean it's dead yet, but it means that unless we start to see where that attention is shifting to and shifting our budgets to them, if we're saying that the attention is not at influencers. Mm. And that it deserves zero of our budget. Yeah. Sorry. That's the dangerous mindset. It is yeah. very dangerous. And you can see Cosmopolitan last year put out an influencer edition, which did very well because they're starting to get it. Yeah. They're like, we need to start aligning to what our readers are reading and who they not putting these glamorous stars on. They would rather see their famous influencer friends exactly, on the covers. Yeah. So for me, that made such a beautiful partnership. And then this year, they're also doing something similar. I think that they're doing the social, the Netflix Netflix edition is out now, with Queen Sono and things that's that's Africa. And I'm like, they get it, they know they are in a space that's very threatened right now. Yes. So let's partner. Yeah, and 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 they will they will lead Cosmopolitan into the influencer space. They will become 100%. either a collective. You know, we've seen that in the gaming space yeah. where there's these. Um, like Thousand Thieves and those yeah. sorts of the, where we've got collectives, mm. right? And then Cosmopolitan, I see as, before it was a collection of writers. If we yeah. actually break down what is what, what is a magazine, 
Yeah. It's a collection of writers, yeah. right? The best writers in the fashion industry for that audience. Yeah. And I think what's going to happen is the guys that really get it, they're going to add support. They're going to add legal support. They're going to add business support. And they're going to grow these influencers. And they're going to help them out. And they're going to boost their platforms. 100%. Yeah. You've really sat in our studio and advocated the subject that makes us tick, which is influencer marketing and why people should use it and why you think it works why do you think in in such an environment you would have a brand in south africa who's sitting on the fence and thinks now nah, this thing doesn't work because it's new it's happened every mm. time there's something new <laughs> you know we're afraid of what's new because yeah. uh i think what also needs to change is uh the mindsets within business of going let's be safe Right. Yeah. It's very easy for me to go and say, let's let's run a campaign. We're going to use a traditional uh, media mix yeah. that's backed by a strategist from an agency. Right. And then if it goes wrong, I go, oh, well, the agency, you know, that was a bad idea. Isn't that always the case? The agency always gets the blame. Well, of course. <laughs> right. And as opposed to going... If I take that same scenario and I've said, right, we're going to take 60% of the budget and we're mm -hmm. going to do exactly that same scenario. But yeah. with 40% of the budget, I'm going to run an influencer campaign, even through a an agency. Yeah. Right. And then and it is in a bombs in the same way. The execs or, or whoever's overseeing this, whoever's evaluating this loss mm -hmm. is going to say, well, why did you go with influencer marketing? Yeah. Yeah. That's a gimmick. That's true, because it's usually someone who's much older and don't understand it. As opposed to going, right, maybe the problem is, like, let's break this whole thing down. Yeah. Mm. Did we get the wrong influencers? Mm -hmm. Did we... Wrong platform. Did we just go to an agency? Because the other thing that needs to evolve is agencies. If agencies don't learn to work with influencers soon... They're going to die at a faster rate than they're already dying off. <laughs> well, that's why these agencies now specifically dealing with influencer marketers. And luckily, the traditional agencies, they will actually come and partner because they're like, we're not the experts anymore, yeah. which I feel like is amazing because they, they understand. But I think to your point, it is a case of video killed radio star. And guys, radio is still here. Everything is still here. <laughs> it's just there's a, a smaller piece of the pie. Sure. You know? I, I, like same as books. You know, everything went digital. There is absolutely a revival of of, of yeah, books, true, and and this will this will continue to happen. But it'll become more niche. It'll become more uh, bespoke. To human um, nature. Yeah. You know, if if there's an opportunity in business right now, it's for a um, physical bookstore. Yes. Right. Our bookstores in South Africa, they don't understand the self-publishing market, no. backed by influencers. And if somebody gets that right, Mint. they have such an amazing uh, business opportunity there. But, or somebody else goes, right, hang on, I'll take that part of the market. I'm going to open my own thing. No, exactly. Yeah. That's always the case. So, so would you say then having a strategist on an influencer marketing campaign is important? Yes. So long as the influencer is seen as one of the strategists okay yeah very nice and we have discussed this you don't think anyone's doing this right yet 
I'm not sure that anybody's doing it almost at all because they're not being brought in to at at the initial stages. Mm. And I think they would shape a portion of a campaign very differently. And I think if you look, they've had to fight for attention so hard where they've got nothing. They've got no money. They've got no resources. Yeah. Yeah. And they've got no brand or reputation yet. They're mm. nobody. They put themselves out in front of their friends. They got probably mostly got ridiculed for it. Of yeah. course, yeah. And they fought for it. You want to find a growth hacker and a strategist? In that part of the campaign, there's nobody better. Now, there's always, always going to be value of having a mm. senior strategist who makes sure that it comes in line. And yeah, they, I, I believe very, very much in strategy and a good strategist. But a good strategist, if you, you sit me down in front of a good strategist and I say, why not bring in an influencer mm. at the strategy level to help guide the strategy of this portion of the campaign? Yeah. If they say that's ridiculous, then I'm not so sure that they would be a good strategist. I do love that. But I agree with you. It is, um, it's, it's asking advice for someone who knows their market so intrinsically well that you can only add value. It's so hard. If we look at almost every market, there's so many people that influence it. Mm. What we've got is this hyper-targeted person. And this person is an individual. Now, if we don't see value in seeing their strategy and how they would approach it, mm. and yet we want to speak to their audience, we've just completely missed it. I love that, actually. Um, okay, we're almost at the end of our interview, or our chat, rather. An interesting one at that. Very interesting. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna, we're going to bring you back, Brett, <laughs> Please, because yeah. we've got lots to chat about. I but like talking, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you more cappuccinos. Um any of our listeners, if they want to grow up to be like you, any advice where they can start in their careers right now? Kind of start with what they have. What, what would you advise them to do? So I think, first off, start creating content. And I'm, th there's, this, there's a big misconception in South Africa specifically that uh, you can create too much content. You mm. literally cannot <laughs> create too much content. I'm talking across your channels, 20, 30, 40, 50 pieces of content a day. Isn't that a bit overload? No, because the platforms are consumer-centric. This idea that we can overload somebody to the point that they're going to unfollow us no longer exists. Are you sure? Only your super fan. Remember, we're talking about multiple platforms. Yes. We're talking about stories. Stories mm -hmm. live for 24 hours. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't mean go and fill up your Instagram timeline with 50 pieces of content okay. in a day. Because this is like consumer fatigue. This is... Oy. Yeah, but remember that because we've got consumer-centric uh, platforms mm. that work for the consumer of the content. So if I'm a super fan, I, want, I cannot get enough of your content. Fair enough. I will see it all. If I quite like your content and I, on occasion, interact with it, the platforms will push the appropriate amount of content because they want to keep me on the platform. That's their, mm, they want to keep right. my attention on that platform. So... The other thing is about repurposing a message. So you've got you've got a piece of content, you put it onto Instagram, it looks a certain way. You break mm. it up, you're putting it into mm. tweets, that's a different conversation, yeah. a slightly yeah. different voice. Then I put it onto Instagram, 
a more respectful tone, mm. for yeah. example. Um, it's all about packaging it differently. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. content, 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 absolutely number one. Number two, uh, act on your ideas. You've got ideas. Mm. Start something. Doesn't mean you, you can't shut it down. I think that's also a lot of people are scared of that. It's like you've got this idea. Now if you act on it and it fails, failure is like this huge thing. Yeah. And I always say to people, it's okay to fail. Everyone I, fails. It's okay. If, then you go on. If you if you don't want to if you don't like losing or making mistakes, then don't get into entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. don't get into innovation, <laughs> and don't get into like influencer content creation. 100%. Because oh. the nature of those types of roles is that you fail far more but you enjoy that part that's part of the process it's part of discovery it's part of problem solving Mm. so have an idea put it to work and get your fast feedback loops don't ask your friends and family for their opinion on your idea because oh they'll only be nice right (laughs) exactly so but what we've got is put it out to your platform Right, put it out onto in, into social media, whatever, and discount what your f- friends and family say because they're just too nice to you. Yeah, they don't want to hurt your But feelings. the market will tell you, no. and then either adapt or or die or bin it. Yeah, and start again. Yeah. Mm. I do love that, guys. Please don't be scared to fail. Just do it. <laughs> it's I fun. failed many, many times in my life. Yes, you're down there for a while, but then you're okay. You learn. You you carry on. You live, you learn. Mm. Uh, and where can our listeners find you on social media, uh, everywhere else? Uh, across all, all the uh, social media channels, yeah. it's Brett B. Field. Don't forget the B in the middle. Most mm-hmm. people miss that one. So it's Brett with a double T, B. Field. Awesome. Okay. Easy. Consistency. We like that. We always say people try and get the same handle everywhere. Yeah, just exactly. So it's easier for people to find you. Rather have a worse handle that's consistent across all your channels. Yes. Yeah. Please, no numbers in them, please. Yeah, like, exactly. And, no. and for KKS Influencer Marketing Strategy, where so can they find you? We're only on Twitter and LinkedIn because that's yeah. where, where we need it. But we're Influential SA also on both platforms. Happy days. And if you want to follow me personally, I'm yeah. at Anne Dolly across the board as well. And the podcast on Facebook, mm-hmm. where can they find us? Um, it's called uh, Coffee Conversations about Influence it's Marketing, and we're on Facebook. Please yeah. like and share. And uh, just keep up with the conversation and tell us who would you want on the podcast. Tell us what kind of input you want. Yeah. What do you want us to ask people? What do you want to learn, basically? Exactly. Let's keep the conversation going. My coffee got cold, so <laughs> let's go top up our cups and uh, continue this conversation. But, Britt, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. And so for insightful. sharing your, your knowledge on innovation and growth hacking and uh, your experiences with influencer marketing. Thanks so much. Uh, to everybody else at home, in your cars, at the gym, at your local shop, at yoga, wherever you're catching us from, we love you. But unfortunately, <laughs> we have to leave you. Until next time, goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.